0: Hey, guys, this episode is brought to you by String Joy. Check them out at StringJoy.com. You know what? They sent Ryan and I some strings. Their strings are handmade in the U.S. in their own factory. Yep. Not just, you know, like you've heard that there's only like five factories. Well, apparently String Joy is one of them. They're not buying from some bulk manufacturer and slapping their name on it. Um, if you contact them and you've got a specific need, say you don't quite like nines or tens, well, they'll hook you up with something in between. Uh-huh. Um, they put these strings strings together just for their customers, so they're not sitting on shelves for a long time. Uh, they are put together and put out the door. Yep. I've got a pack here that they put together for me that I have
1: yet to install on my hallmark swept wing but it is custom made for that guitar i talked to the guy over there about my needs and he uh, cooked up this custom recipe of string sizes i'll just read these sizes for you real quick it starts with a 48 that's your low e you got a 36 then you got a 26 wound then you got a 17 for the g then it starts to get interesting for the b i've got a three and a half and for the high e i've got
0: a ten and a half so it's probably a 13 and a half and a ten and a half. That's what I said. 13 and a half. No, you said three. Oh, I, okay.
1: It's <laughs> got a thirteen and a half and a ten and a half. So he's got in between sizes here. Uh, this is a set that I would not be able to buy off the shelf anywhere mm-hmm. uh, or from you know any other company I can think of. Right. So it's custom cooked up for your specific guitar or your specific playing needs. Uh, I have string breakage issues on my high E string, so that's what he beefed up my. Uh, high e and high b so i'm excited
0: to try these things out and i'll give a full report later about my feelings yep i'm in the same boat i sent him these uh gauges for the strings that i use for bass and he said oh that's interesting how would you like to try something a little more balanced so he put together a balanced tension set of strings or at least a fairly balanced tension set of strings Mm -hmm. for me on bass um, they do electric, acoustic, and bass guitar strings. And like I said, they are all kind of custom put together. So if you're looking for a special set of strings, something a little different from what you're used to, try, try out stringjoy.com. And your custom set here is a 45, a 60, an 80, and a 105. Yeah, I've never used a 45 or a 105. So that I'm looking forward to trying that out. Not that I will necessarily be able to say like, oh, this feels totally different. Right. But it might, as an entire set, feel totally different. Right, totally.
1: It'll, it'll play together differently than what you're used to. Yep. I'm looking forward to it.
0: Hello, I'm Jamie from Earthquaker Devices, and you're listening to 60 Cycle Hum. Am I supposed to read the rest of the shit? Yes. The guitar. Buying, selling, trading, fixing, modding, breaking, reviewing, playing, podcast. Hey, Ryan. Hey, Steve. How are you doing, man? Um, I'm doing okay. I'm doing <laughs> you're, okay. You're hanging in there? Yeah, I got <laughs> to put some more coke in my beverage we're
1: drinking whiskey colas tonight uh we got coca-cola classic it doesn't say classic it just says coca-cola just regular coca-cola is is there a difference between coca-cola and coca-cola classic uh no i think that was just a marketing thing that they when they came off of new coke in the 80s or 90s or whatever. yeah and we got seagram seven american blended whiskey a blend of uh distinctive character
0: is I, what it says what
1: i don't know i can't
0: read it it's facing towards you a blend of distinctive character is what it says. Okay, I don't know what that means, but
1: we'll go with it. This is my dad drink, Seagrams and Coke. It just tastes right to me for some
0: reason. Yeah, well, it's, traditionally Seagrams is drink drink with uh, Seven Up. Yeah, you do like a seven and seven. Seven and seven. Yep, I think it works
1: well for Coke. I like it. Uh, so we're we're already uh, we started drinking when we did the wheel earlier tonight. Wheel of pedals. We so of love petals. This is my uh, my second drink. Are you on your second or your third? I don't know. We're already into it. I'm thinking I'm on my second. This is our first episode of... Episode. Your glass is bigger than mine. That's true. We're on our first episode of the night, so this could be an interesting evening. I uh, hope so.
0: So, what's new with you, Steve? Uh, not much. Um, I got my Godin you radiator. Sure did. It's sitting uh, right behind me. From Jonathan... Well, not from Jonathan Foreman, but formerly owned by Jonathan Foreman. By way of him. By uh, by way of Guitar Center. Um, and... uh. I slapped some 10s on it this morning. so a mm-hmm. little thicker string. I'm really looking... I haven't had a chance to, like, plug it... I've had a chance to, like, plug it into my b- little Blackstar uh, Fly amp. Yep. But I haven't had an t- opportunity to plug it in in a, uh, a, a, a real amp. Plug it in. We're, we're <laughs> already sloppy, Steve. So this is going to be a fun uh, night. We're but-
1: recording on a Friday again, so we get to be loose. <laughs>
0: Um, but I'm really looking forward to it. I, I forgot how light these guitars are Yeah, and I'm kind of like blown away by how comfortable the neck is.
1: It's very comfortable. It's very, uh, what would you call it? Like a flat D shape? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. It's got like a D shape to it. Really flat radius. Like you said, really light and comfortable. I haven't plugged it in. Obviously I just played her sitting right here feels really nice and feels really
0: kind of twangy and and
1: yeah. responsive. I'm looking forward to hearing this thing someday plugged in. Those those pickups look wild, too.
0: Yeah, this is a, the older version that has the toaster with... The, I mean, I guess they're toasters. You know, they always call the uh, the Gretsch pickups toaster pickups. I mean, they're mini humbucker sized. They're mini humbucker sized. They call the Gretsch pickups um... Uh, toaster pickups but these ones look a lot more like toasters than the Gretsch ones do because yeah. the gretch ones have actually have visible pull pieces these are just deep dark black yeah, recesses. if you had a uh, a piece of toast a piece of bread small enough you could slide it in there and make toast in there yeah so the the neck on this is actually uh basically gibson spec it's a 12 inch radius Uh, At twenty three and three, or sorry, twenty four and three quarter inch scale. But
1: then the shape of the neck, the part that presses against your hand, feels way more Ivanez-y to me.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, Well, it's a maple neck, so that's that's. I'm sure that's that's part of it. It it just feels great. Like I said, I've only had it plugged in on my small amp. I may be plugging it into uh, something else like more of a keyboard amp situation this weekend gotcha uh, I might because they are known for being kind of jingle machines uh-huh. So I might just take it uh, instead of acoustic guitar this weekend using the radiator instead. oh yeah yeah with with like a light overdrive pro- I think I've got the sacred cow on my board the mojo hand oh yeah yeah you got Still, the back oil back um around. so I may just use that with a little with a little reverb and delay or something I don't know uh-huh. I don't know what I'm doing yet here's a, here's
1: a question I have real quick I've been noticing lately, people posting their boards, and if they have a a Klon or a clone cell overdrive, they've been putting it last. You think that's a, is that the way that it's supposed to be done? Because I I like been dead last, dead last as like you know like kind of like a, uh, I guess you know people like to use them as a as a boost, right? I guess they're using it in that way, like everything
0: else on their board gets filtered through that. Hmm. You know anything about that? I. I haven't noticed when people post pictures of their, of their board. You know what I do? What do you do? Hashtag scroll harder. Oh, damn, son. Because I just, I don't know. I'm, I am i can't do pedal board pictures. You just can't do them, Steve. They're just like. <laughs> I don't sit there and study them or anything, but I've been noticing
1: like, oh, wow. If it's there's all these it's kind of like later. Because I in, cause run them first.
0: Right. Um, I run mine after my um, my Friday Club El Carta now. Mm. so uh, right now it's set up. Actually, it's after my volume pedal. Um, so I mean, I, I don't know. I, there's no there's no wrong way to run a board, yeah. but that is definitely a more interesting choice. Yeah, you know, for for my new thing today, I'm going to talk about the JHS Ruby Red.
1: Because we got that in, and I did a demo a while back ago. Did did I already talk about that on an episode? I don't think so. Um, So I did the demo of that. I need you guys to go all watch that demo. Like, for some reason, people aren't interested in that demo for some reason. I can't get views on it. Is that the Butch Walker pedal? It is the Butch Walker pedal. I think it sounds great. I think it's a really fun pedal.
0: And it's like a Super Bolt and a Boost,
1: right? I've been using it. uh, I used it at church last week. I used it at practice. For a church that's coming up this week, I'm really liking it. I think this is the JHS drive that I'm really gonna bond with. Because mm. I I didn't super bond, and it's all just I think it's all just playing style. I didn't super bond with the Twin Twelve. Right. Uh, I liked the Steak and Eggs, which was the Morning Glory, but mm-hmm. then we contested that out right. a while back, so I don't have that anymore. Uh, it just it's like it just feels nice to me it's like mm-hmm. the kind of i run it pretty light but then if you hit it with anything it starts to get really gritty really fuzzy really quick um i just think it's really cool and it's got that independent boost just mm-hmm. like the uh the kilt does which is super useful so i'm i'm on the i'm talking about this because i'm talking about putting the putting claws at the end of your drive section or at the end of your board i've been putting this at the end of my board and you know it's a super bolt, so it's you know trying to be a super, like a super right. type type sound, and it just,
0: I'm just jiving with it. I like it. Cool man.
1: Yeah. When when they came out, I was, and they were announced. I was like, oh, I don't know if it, I don't know if that'd be for me, but for some reason, it's just working for me for my church stuff. Anyways, it's it's not a pedal I'd use with my surf rock band, obviously, because I just use Dod two fifties for that. <laughs> But yeah, go go watch the demo, guys. Uh, I worked hard on it, and uh, it's nice to get views on stuff that you work hard on. And it's got some fun jokes in there about the Wizard of Oz. You know? What a world, what a world. So go watch it.
0: Yeah, we work... Uh, well, I say we. You work pretty hard on those videos, so... Yeah. I will say, I feel like our YouTube channel is pretty consistent in terms of... The numbers we get for a blind, like just random throwouts, like when we, you pull something off the wheel of pedals and do a demo. Yeah, yeah. But I'm I'm also kind of surprised that the Ruby Red hasn't blown up because it's yeah. a new product.
1: And it's a great it's a great video and it's a great pedal. Go check it out, guys. Stop disappointing me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Ryan's sad. Ryan is sad. Ryan's goal is for every um, YouTube video to have like the exact same number of Podcasts, or exact same number of YouTube plays as the podcast episode we talked about it on. That would not be a bad goal. I like that you're saying that's my
1: goal, but I've never thought about it that way. I would like to have as many plays on our YouTube videos as there are people in the world, Steve. That's my goal.
0: Not everyone in the world has a computer. And not everyone in the world plays guitar, but still, that's how many I Some want. Some people... I'm sure there are like lots of people. Like, if I was in the office, I was like, "Hey guys, everybody watch this video my friend made." Then you like twelve people just watched it at once. Mm, That's true. So you'd get like seven billion, some odd, um, whatever, 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 minus eleven. Here's what I'm gonna say, guys,
1: and we're gonna move on to ads. There are some people out there who run YouTube channels, and I'm not gonna say if they're in the gear industry or not because I don't know, but they pay money for fake views we don't do anything like that we rely on your views so please go watch our videos because that encourages uh brands that pay us to do demos to keep paying us to do demos so please go watch them
0: that's my piece let's get into ads already gibson epiphone sg custom relic by renowned artist and photographer hot damn he's a Artist and photographer? He's a double threat. <laughs> Jeez. Talk about a two-tool player. I know, right? Uh this Some is...
1: people are only artists and some people are only photographers. This guy's both. I have a feeling he's also a barista. <laughs> <laughs> That's a triple threat. I'm I only
0: really find this hilarious because you're in this industry. I am. <laughs> Otherwise, I because so so like um a lot a few different brands like Old Navy I think is was one of them that came under fire because it was like um like they put out these shirts that were like um basically the message was when I was a kid I like I uh, former it was like former ballerina turned scientist or something uh-huh and effectively like the arts community was like you realized you paid a graphic designer to make this right shirt where you're saying that the arts aren't like a valid career choice right right but then so you kind of just made this arts joke like oh you're an artist and a photographer and a barista but then you work in that industry and you're a freelancer which is even worse than i know in some ways than just being in the industry because you rely on it's difficult on contact
1: it's difficult to make a living and anyone else who is a freelance creative like me is going to laugh at that joke steve they know that, I hope I'm, so. that I'm not attacking them. Well,
0: let me know uh, what Starbucks you end up working at. Because <laughs> hey, mo- some, some days the health benefits of no, working at Starbucks are very tempting. Melissa goes to Starbucks like every freaking day. Oh, my gosh. Um, so I will send her to your Does she tip? <laughs> uh, she goes through the drive-thru. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Um. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. You already heard this. This custom creation is done by Greg Charles, award-winning photographer and renowned artist in Wilmington, North Carolina. I mean, maybe he's not a barista. This is one-of-a-kind instrument. This is a one-of-a-kind instrument. It is very good condition, but it has been custom reliced and designed by Greg Charles. So this is, you know, we've talked about this kind of stuff before. I don't really know anything about this guy. This is an Epiphone 310. Um, And I feel like again this, I don't this isn't a personal attack. I don't know who this guy is. right, right. but if you're only asking two hundred dollars plus twenty eight dollars shipping, I mean, yeah. it's like you're
1: admitting that something's wrong because that's like we've we've covered a lot of art piece, like air quote guitars where people are trying to charge above the original value of the guitar, which mm-hmm. is what you would think would happen when you perform an act of custom artwork onto an existing guitar. Uh, you would assume that the artwork would make it more valuable in a perfect world uh they' are, they have prices well below its normal value
0: right which i think is refreshing uh i i mean this is more than i would pay for a 310 but right but, but i mean it's not it's like it's not fifty dollars the... more than i it's like right. fifty dollars more than i would pay for 310
1: it's you know the artwork on this is not great. This feels like it was a first try of some kind of experiment. There's parts of it that I enjoy when you look close up at the details that he's like doing like this like kind of wheat carving into mm-hmm. it and then other parts of it where it looks like he got frustrated with whatever he did and just tried to gr- route away everything or like sand away everything. and it looks like there's a lot of wood missing from this guitar. From the right, pictures.
0: Right. If you are interested in seeing what my photographical skills look like, uh head over to Instagram.com slash 60 cycle hum or follow 60 cycle hum on Instagram. That's basically, uh, if you see a photo that doesn't look very good, it was Ryan. If you see a photo that looks good, it was me. Steve took all the good photos.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, it's mostly the, the, uh, the, the armrest area of this SG is just destroyed. Right. It looks like he did attack it with a router or some kind of Dremel bit or something like that. It doesn't look great, but then there's this portion going towards the top horn where there's it looks like a carving of like wheat or like some kind of grass or some kind of flowering mm-hmm. plant or something. Where it's like that actually kind of looks kind of charming. And if he had done that, all the places that he destroyed, then I would get it. The rest of this I don't get at all. Right, and it's an Epiphone, but it's like he took this past being salvageable, which is unfortunate. Mm -hmm. But at least it's not a Gibson. That's what that was my first thought when I saw this. Is like really at least it's not a Gibson. At least he didn't do this to you know like a USA guitar, and at least he's got it priced in a disposable kind of income sort of range. You know, yeah, this could be some kid's first electric guitar, and he's not going to lose a bunch of money on it. You know, what do you think, Steve?
0: I don't know. It's a like I said, it's a three ten. I'm not a bolt on uh, Gibson SGs or Epiphone SGs like right. They're not worth a lot. I'm not super interested. And um, so yeah, this know, thing I, is a little overpriced. I but try still, I try like... to zoom in, and I just can't really tell exactly what's what's going on. Um, well, then either either this thing is a plywood guitar and you're seeing the different layers.
1: But I don't think that's what it, what it is. I think that's literally just a really rough carve job on this. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they did that with a chisel or something. It looks so bad. It looks really bad. Like well, the he- thing is,
0: is this is from Greg's Gear Depot. So I'm assuming he is Greg. This is the first problem, right? So... I hate to talk about this ad any more than we already have, but I look at this guitar and it's a guitar laying on a blanket mm-hmm. for an award-winning photographer. This <laughs> is not a great guitar photo. That's what you were getting to earlier, Steve. you were talking about photo
1: quality. I just, this is not a good, you think if he was an award-winning photographer, that it would be, you know, an award-winning photo. Do people just nothing- do people who are award-winning photographers take award-winning photographs for their Craigslist and Reverb ads or eBay ads?
0: Uh, I'm not saying this photo should be award-winning, but like, if you're gonna pitch it as like, "Oh, I do this thing," like then then do it, man. Like, don't like this photo is just very. There's nothing about it that makes me think, oh, yeah. I don't
1: think that this photo was taken by the artist. I think it was um, done by whoever currently has it. Who also happens to be named Greg. Oh, the artist's name is Greg? The artist's name is Greg. Okay, okay. Well, in that case, he's tooting his own horn, and that's not cool. He's well, calling himself an award-winning, accomplished, you know... I
0: mean, if that's what you are...
1: I guess so. I wonder what award he won. Do you think it was like a county fair award? Or do you think it was like... I don't know.
0: Some kind of fancy pants. I mean, imagine if we pitched back in the day... We started pitching your favorite band as, uh, you know... We started like... An chop, award-winning band? We started chopping up like the City Beat reviews... And like the to, fact like, that, make that it we, sound like we were super awesome.
1: That we won a spot on... Uh, UCSD's Sun God Festival. UCSD Battle of the Bands winner. Oh my gosh. There's nothing worse than a Battle of the Bands winner. There's nothing worse than a Battle of the Bands contest. But we won it. The fact that we won a Battle of the Bands contest... All it means is that we got to move on to the next round, which made us look like failures in life. Oh, my gosh. It was a really
0: fun experience, and I had a great time. But there's I was, n- uh, I couldn't believe we won. So, so I mean, I know we've talked about this before, but just for a little background uh, for those of you listening, because I don't think we've actually ever talked about this. You think we've never told the tale? I don't think we actually have. Okay. If you want to tell the tale, so, then tell the tale, I suppose. So uh, Ryan and I were in this band called Your Favorite Band, which we have talked about. Yeah, we talked about it nonstop. And we were in... Best years of our life, Steve. We were in the UCSD Battle of the Bands, which I know we've also talked about. But the thing is, is we got into the Battle of the Bands because I knew a guy. Right.
1: Well, weren't you still going to school there?
0: I was still going to school there, but we had played with one of the guys who was like on the selection committee. Oh, uh, I he didn't was, know that. He was in a band that we had played with. Um, so he was like, just turn in your application. I can get you into the battle of the bands. And then after that, it's all on you guys. Oh, okay. Um, so we didn't, we didn't buy the, we didn't buy it. We got, we kind of like, we had hookups to get in. Okay. Uh, And then apparently we were just charming (laughs) enough or whatever. The whole, the whole insanity of it is, is we had like 20 minutes or whatever. And we spent like five minutes in the middle of our set tuning.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) apparently they just
0: really liked the fact that we instead of just being quiet for the whole like five minutes of tuning we like we just cracked jokes on each other like banter Um, and I remember afterwards being on the and I know I've told you this before um, being on the shuttle bus that goes around campus and one of the guys from one of the other bands uh, was on the bus he's like oh hey you're that dude from that band right I was like oh yeah yeah that's me he's like oh yeah he's like congratulations I uh, congratulations and stuff yeah uh yeah I was in that other band that that was in the Battle of the bands but I guess you guys were more like what they were looking for
1: <laughs> I don't know what they were looking for if we were more which, like it
0: which is like a well they I remember they did a um I think they opened their set with a cover of whole lot of love. Oh, so it was that like band. it was like we're a serious rock band, and you guys are just jokesters. But I guess like college kids want more jokesters. They're not they're not ready for a serious rock and blues well, band if like you're us doing covers of blues rock
1: songs. And it's like you're a bar band. You're not a college. Festival well, they only band.
0: they only did that. They only did one cover. But yeah, yeah but you yeah. do one, and that's what you that's are. You need. So yeah. So um, if you do
1: a straight anyway, I guess if we had done a cover of Whole Lot of Love. It would have been like ironic with like a lot of winking going on. Right. If you do it straight face, you're a bar band, even if that's your only cover.
0: Right. And that is basically my story about why Cypress Hill loves Frosted Flakes.
1: Yeah. (laughs) They do love Frosted Flakes. I think that was the best part of our whole experience is getting to hang out backstage with, uh, you know, uh, My Chemical Romance and... And, yeah, and yeah.
0: see, uh, I you know honestly, and see Cypress Hill we're, we're like getting, raiding the uh, the serial. We're setup. getting really sidetracked, but that's for, fine. Are you guys that remember the band Bedouin Soundclash? Oh, uh, they were great. We sat down with those guys for like, I don't know, like half an hour. They were super chill. I talked to the bassist forever um, about his Italia bass, and I wish like now looking back, the the bass player from My Chemical Romance was like sitting one table away from us. For like an hour, and I just kept like... I looked over, and at the time, being like, you know, 21, 22, I looked over there, and I was like, look at that douchebag. Yeah, we all... He's got his scarf wrapped around his head. uh, He's got these two... He's got a... Like, literally, he had a girl on each arm. He had like fingerless gloves or something Yeah, it was just like this big stereotype, and this was before... So you guys who are, I guarantee you we have listeners who are My Chemical Romance fans. Sure, sure. This is before Black Parade came out. So this was before they were considered like a legit air quotes on legit rock band because all they had done was like this like pseudo emo pop punk stuff. Uh Uh-huh. And I actually remember when they were booked, a lot of my friends were like, that was the band I listened to in high school that I'm too old for now. Right, right. Um. But now at like 32, I look back and I'm like, man, I wish I would have like just gone over and be like, hey, man, you're the dude. You're the dude from My Chemical Romance, right? Like, I just want to say that this is like super cool that we get to play with you guys because on the one hand, yeah, I'm not a big fan of their music, but you, in in a weird way, it's like, I guess in the back of my mind... And all the times where I'm not being like a total snob about the things I do in my life. Uh Like making fun of every brewery that is owned by Budweiser. (laughs) Elysian. (laughs) Um, That um, sometimes I just think like. I could have had a conversation with a guy who sold, like, a million records. Right, right. You know, I if
1: if we were doing that now, I would totally, like, try to talk to those guys and hang out with those guys and be yeah, like, and not, chill and, with them. And
0: for me, like, not even in, like, a douchey... Right, like, right. Oh, you guys are, think
1: you're no, so like, cool. Com- com- like, completely non-ironically, like I would sincerely like, hang out with them and be like, you guys are, like, making it as musicians. That's incredible. Yeah. Like, I, and I just wasn't in that frame of mind back then, and I just me was either. sitting there... Like just mocking them in my mind the whole time, like. Oh, so was are, I. So you was You guys I. are so s- stupid, and you guys are so. You know, your music is so like childish and like junior high. But it's like, if you, if you can like do that, and you can hit that market, and you can make a living at music, good for you. Yeah. Like really good for you.
0: Like sincerely, like sincerely, like I'm stoked for you. And and honestly, like looking back, there is a lot of music, and I would put them in this category for me, that I look back. And I enjoy it now, simply because of the fact that I hated it sure, ten years ago. Sure, where it's like I hated this music, but now I'm listening to it with the mindset of like, man, those were good times. It's like when you like hate watch a romantic comedy, exactly. Or you know, exactly where like Fifty First Dates is on, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this movie is so bad. But I, there's nothing else on. Can't look away. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but right.
1: I, I got to say, to close out this this side track that we've gone on, the, my, my guiltiest pleasure of that whole experience was like being backstage and looking out over the crowd as Cypress Hill was playing. Yeah. And, and My Chemical Romance was supposed to be the headliner. They were playing after Cypress Hill. Yeah. As soon as Cypress Hill stopped playing, like eighty percent of no. the audience like turned
0: around and uh, got out of there. I don't think it was really eighty, but literally I It would, was an exodus. I would guess so so for this festival during Cypress Hill, I I know the peak number that the school newspaper reported was twelve thousand. Uh huh. And I would guess during uh between Cypress Hill and my chemical romance about five thousand people left. A like, lot of people about left. half the crowd.
1: There were so many people leaving
0: that they couldn't exit because it was backed up. Yeah. And the thing is, is during Cypress Hill, if we really wanted to, we probably could have run out on the stage and started dancing around. That would have been great. And we
1: didn't. No, because we were hanging out backstage. Because we
0: were young and dumb. We were young and dumb and didn't know.
1: I don't mind. We were so outgoing and so like obnoxious. I'm surprised we didn't do stuff
0: like that. Because we didn't know those guys. Yeah. If only we had become homies with Cypress Hill. I could
1: I could have helped Cypress Hill hold up their 20 foot bong or whatever it is.
0: They had that giant Buddha inflatable with the with the cannabis leaf on. Oh it. my so, god! You know <laughs> we didn't become a homies with Cypress Hill, but you know who we are homies with. Who are we homies with? coach Schneider. That's from, true. From the band Honor Wounds. That's true. Let's talk that about we also this. played several shows with. We
1: we're we were halfway through the show and we've only hit one ad.
0: Um <laughs> co posted this on the Facebook group. This is actually from the Instagram account, premium guitars. It just says, Why? <laughs> I'm pretty sure you just dimed out the, the dude. Microphone. I leaned back. <laughs> You've dimed out my ears. <laughs> That's true. Um it is a uh Gibson Les Paul, but um and it's got a extra fret glued to it.
1: How is this a Les Paul? Look at the pig guard. I don't
0: I don't it says it's a Les Paul. Huh. Hashtag Gibson, hashtag Gibson Les Paul, hashtag Gibson Guitars. Oh, but it also says Fender Telecaster. That's a telecaster for sure. Oh that, oh my gosh, I'm a moron. That's definitely um some kind of Fendery neck, it's a definitely a bolt-on.
1: Actually, you know, it looks like a Strat neck, the way it's got the the curve
0: on it. It's, a Telecaster's got a flat edge. Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. But it's got a humbucker in the. uh some kind of double fat Strat. Okay, whatever. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't. That's neck, were... It could be a PRSCE. I don't know. Uh, this guy's uh, I as I go through, it's got every hashtag. It in, does. This guy's trying to get uh, all the likes. So this is a additional fret a 22nd fret that is why don't you just buy USA <laughs> or I think MIJ's MIJ's have 22 frets mm-hmm. um, but it's got a 22nd fret glued to the pick card I gotta say though I've seen stuff like this done before
1: Yeah, especially back in the older days of the internet, like early Harmony Central and stuff like that, people were experimenting with this sort of thing, like trying to get twenty-four frets on their, you know, Strat or whatever. Mm -hmm. This is the twenty-four. This is the cleanest (laughs) example of this I've ever seen.
0: All right, I want a flat-body guitar because with flat-body guitars, you don't really get the string rise that you do on like a Gibson, right? Right, right. I want it frets. All the way down to the bridge. Oh my gosh, where will all the pickups live? No, so fret, fret, pickup.
1: No, fret, Steve. fret, pickup, no. fret, fret. You want the frets in between the pickups?
0: <laughs> so, so I, what I'm envisioning is a strat, twenty, like say twenty-seven consecutive frets, and then a pickup, and then frets like. 28 oh through 30 and then another You know pickup. at a
1: certain point the frets are going to be closer together than like on a mandolin right? Like it's going to be. Re- no, no no
0: I want the same spacing so if I miss notes that's okay. <laughs> oh my gosh Steve.
1: Like eventually it'll be like a like a dulcimer where like a mountain dulcimer where it's like it's just you know like a chromatic scale or not chromatic but you know what I mean like a, maybe, right, right, right. a major scale past a certain point so you're skipping things.
0: No this actually so anyway
1: this actually looks okay. It actually it looks like someone really spent some time on it. There's a good piece of wood glued to the pickguard with an actual fret. Uh ones I've seen in the past have been like someone took a chunk of wood and they glued it in between the bridge pickup. I mean the neck pickup in the and the neck and it had like three or four frets on it, and they were really trying really hard to extend the, the neck as much as they could, and always just looked shoddy. This looks like someone really spent some time thinking about it. They're like, Yeah, I really just need it. Only covers half the strings, it only covers three strings. But they were like, I really need just one more fret on this guitar, but I love this guitar. What can you do for me, Mr., you know, guy who works in a repair shop or you know, local luthier or whatever. Uh, what can you do that will actually work?
0: And this looks like it would actually work. How many times do you pick up your Mexican strat and say, Man, I wish this had 22 frets? Well, when
1: I wish that I had more frets, what I do is I go all the way to the highest fret I have and then I bend.
0: Do you ever bend that note and think, If this was only a half step higher? Well, every time I bend it, I'm like, Well, that was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair.
1: Uh, yeah, that's fair, right? Um I I would not, not put it past someone that they would need this. Like I'm not gonna judge anyone for this, and I think they did a good job. It's it's definitely well executed. And it's not this is a an Instagram f- picture. It's not like anyone is trying to sell this. Mm-hmm. It's from someone's actual guitar. And I'd say, uh, good job, guys. You did it. If it works for you, then that's awesome. And don't let anyone make fun of you for it. What do you think, Steve? What's your final judgment? I don't know. <laughs>
0: Steve just, doesn't know. Uh, we're uh, we're into the whiskeys and man. cokes, pretty hard. Uh, next, add up Japanese wa from Albert Mills Four. Albert Mills Four works for Gear Supply Co. Does that mean that
1: there's four of him, or he's he's the fourth? He's the fourth. Is it a clone situation? I'm not sure.
0: Is that how like the whole junior thing works? I only have daughters, so I think I thought I always thought juniors were like because you just have the I same mean, name I know, as your
1: dad. I know that it means that he's the fourth person in his family over a lineage.
0: But you thought I would turn this into a funny joke for you.
1: <laughs> I kind of hoped. <laughs> but I'm just telling him I know what your name means, but I'm having fun. Uh,
0: you know, it's, it's, I don't want to say I'm making fun of his name. You know, it's interesting because Albert Mills uh, is
1: a, is a strong name, and you should be proud to be the fourth Albert Mills in your family.
0: Am I? Getting, can I finish?
1: I wish you would. Can I finish? Steve. Can
0: I finish? Steve, which one of us do you want, want to finish? finish first? All right. Um. So my thought is, <laughs> I always think it's interesting how, when you are a junior, you have the choice really between being a junior and a second, right? I guess so, but when you're a third, you can't like there's, no nobody's a junior junior. Yeah, there's no super junior. Like you're only, you're stuck. You don't have a choice.
1: You're the third. So here's what I was thinking when my when my kid was born, uh, when we were talking about naming him, mm-hmm. I was like, let's name him Ryan Burke Senior. Then I'll become Ryan Burke Super Senior. <laughs> then his son will be Ryan Burke. So my grandson will be Ryan Burke, and I'll be Ryan Burke Super Senior, Oh my and gosh. then his son will be Ryan Burke Junior, and then we'll get into you know the numbers. <laughs> That's horrible because <laughs> I don't want you know part of the is great that this guy is the fourth, mm-hmm. but I really doubt that his great granddad knows that there were four people named after him he might probably know not.
0: that he might know that there's two or three named after him right well no he would only know that there's two he would know he would know that there's two the second and the third Right. i want to probably ne- not the fourth
1: i want to be able to meet ryan burke jr right or ryan burke the second i guess i should Try to be Ryan Burke senior, then, and not Ryan Burke super senior. Well, anyway, I'll change my name to Ryan
0: Burke senior, and I'll change my son's name to Ryan Burke. What's even What's even more confusing, uh huh, is when people we were super sidetracked. When this people name their son half after themselves, so they're not a junior because they have a different middle name. Oh yeah. Um, and so now you're like, what? So who are you? I had a friend who his father had no middle name and he had a middle name. So they had the same first name, but different middle names. So he wasn't technically a junior. Right. Um, And I don't think they ever referred to him as junior or anything. You don't meet a lot of people who name their kids the same thing as themselves anymore. I I don't know. I only have daughters. So it's never even been an option for me. You, you could name them after your wife. But nobody's ever,
1: like, there's no, that's not a thing. You can start it. That'd be very progressive, Steve. Yeah, Change your kids' I'm, I'm names. I'm real
0: progressive.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to this ad that we started talking about and it com- got completely sidetracked. Thanks
0: a lot, Seagram7. Cool. Oh my gosh. Cool. This, I'm reading the ad now. <laughs> cool. So I won an auction for seven walls that I didn't really mean to bid on. <laughs> this guy sounds like he needs to be in our group. And here we are. <laughs> here we wa. I have no idea. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to go back to this, and I'm going to send this guy a message on Reverb. Just to be like, dude, we just read your ad on this podcast that nobody cares about. This is a mystery wall. Label and construction 100% confirms that it's made in Japan. But someone added a snarling dog's. I told you! Yeah, well, I didn't disagree with you. Okay. It's, we talked about it earlier. A snarling dog's foot shaped topper to it at some point. It says Larry across the toes. So bonus points if that's also your name. <laughs> also, someone wrote Waz Up on it at some point, which is, quote, hilarious. Price to sell. Sell. This guy's asking 3521 plus 2347 shipping. Oh my gosh. Um I want this thing so hard. And now that I've been drinking, eight, I want it even six. more. Well, dude, it's only fifty eight dollars. I know,
1: I know, I know. And some
0: change. Fifty nine dollars. Ryan, go to your room right now and buy this. Do you think I should buy this live on the podcast? Yeah. Can we can we well you've got the uh I've got the app. We've got, well, no, not just the app. Oh, oh, you do have the app. I've got the app. You should buy this right now. I want you to buy this right now. Miss Japanese. Can you spell Japanese right now? There it is. Are you buying it? This will be a first. we We've never. I don't think we've ever bought anything on the air. I'm feeling a rush right now. I believe it. I've got like an adrenaline thing happening. And you know if you... Well, before before you... Uh, no, I'm going to let you buy it. Go ahead and buy it. And then I'm going to tell you what you just signed yourself up for.
1: I've, well, I know what I'm signing myself up for. I'm you signing know. myself up for a mystery Japanese wall. They could sound terrible. No, you're, and
0: su- the- you're signing yourself up for an entire podcast audience... Waiting for that gas and go demo. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I hope you got got room. I hope you got some time. I need to make
1: time. If this thing, what do I do with this thing? Because remember when I bought that color sound wall? Yeah. That was just the case. and But you knew it was a case. Someone gutted it, and they turned it into a volume pedal, and it was always terrible. Here's what
0: I want to know. This is in Thornbury, Australia. How long is it going don't to take here? Don't ever try to, to do an Australian accent. That was an Australian too. accent. That was, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> where is Thornbury anyway? I hope that's not... Where there's
1: thorns with also berries. Oh, my... Okay. Okay. I just... I added it to cart. Oh, my gosh. I'm doing this. Do it. 60, it's yeah. 60
0: I shouldn't even make an offer. Oh, it's in Melbourne.
1: It's did, in Australia. It the shipping is fair from Australia. 21 bucks. That's pretty fair, <sighs> but it's $60 for, I've been wanting to get a Morley. I mean a crybaby mini. This is like the wrong direction for me, but it's so funky. <laughs> Just put it on a Craigslist. You
0: can get 50 bucks for this I'll on get Craigslist. get $30 for this on Craigslist. Whatever. You only lost you. half your money. Oh my gosh. Steve. That's it. But think of all of the YouTube monies you'll make in the long run. Like this yeah, all- I'll
1: make I'll make four dollars, Steve. I'll make four dollars off of this. Okay. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna do it. My do pump.
0: it. Uh, oh, PayPal. <laughs> oh my Wait, God. you still pay with PayPal and Reverb?
1: You think I should do direct? I don't know. I A don't even know Is 75 total?
0: What? Oh, because oh, Australian dollars. Australian dollars are weaker than the US dollar I thought no really did the did the price go up I don't
1: know do I oh my gosh do I want to do $75 75, for the weird ass
0: pedal $75 seems a little low but I think at this point you might be disappointing our fan base if you don't go through with it my gosh Steve okay you got me when I'm in one. why is it 75 because it's still Should showing see. us 35 plus 23 for me some kind of conversion
1: rate or maybe they have to pay for I gotta log in with PayPal wait what just this happened? is the first for the podcast I am
0: oh I just put it in my cart oh wait what see it says 5868 for me what Maybe because you're going into PayPal, it's different. Why? I don't know, man. Oh, it doesn't accept direct checkout. Let's see. If I go to PayPal. Subtotal 58, This is the worst. Oh, 75 There it is. Uh, oh, $75, Australian dollars, but it's only 58 US. Learn how to read, moron. Oh, uh, okay. Okay, I feel better. <laughs> All right, go back to checkout. With so Paytale. that guy gets 75 bucks, but you only pay 58. Okay, good. I think that's how it works. I wish that happened every
1: time (laughs) that (laughs) someone else got more money than I was paying them. Okay, now I will log in with PayPal and pay for this awful, terrible wall that is going to sound like garbage and feel like garbage, Steve. Dude, what if this is the best wall you've ever played? Oh my gosh, I hope
0: it is. Because you already know what a Dunlop Mini sounds like. It's going to sound like a Crybaby, only smaller. But that's what I want. Is it are the crybaby minis just stock crybabies? They have a switch in there for some other options. Oh, fancy! I know, right? Oh, wait, what's my
1: I don't know, man. I
0: don't, I don't internet you. Uh, full, I'm looking at the crybaby mini wall. This is the CBM 95 three internally adjustable voicings. Low, vintage, and GCB95. Does anyone actually... Oh, it comes equipped with the phasal inductor. So that's kind of cool. I'm placing order. I should screen grab this. Oh, my gosh.
1: It has a... Oh, the, the, the Crybaby Mini. You're selling me on the Crybaby Mini. Yeah, I'm looking at I'm it ordering right
0: this other wasp, Steve. It has the phasal inductor. has a low, vintage, and CB, G, GCB95 setting. Um, My order's been placed. Which is to say the gcb 90 I I had a GCB-95. I just, I can't do it, man. I don't know. I, I'm not good at wall. I don't have that wall.
1: I've bought a wall on the podcast now, Steve. A garbage wall. Yeah. Because it looks crazy and cool. And it's coming all the way from Australia. This thing should have been bought by someone in Australia for $35. And how I've bought it.
0: Good job. I'm proud of you. Oh my gosh, guys. So Ryan, would you pay uh, $35 plus $23 shipping for this watch? Yes, I would, Steve. Yes, I would. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, what am
1: I what am I doing with my life?
0: <laughs> you're buying Japanese wads. That's what oh, you're doing. Oh
1: my gosh, I hope I hope this is some kind of desirable wall. I hope it feels
0: good. I hope it sounds good. It's not. It's not a desirable wall, but it might be just. What, what if you're... it's a
1: sh- like a shinny or something crazy? You know, like. Did they make walls?
0: I they did. Well,
1: no. but they were awful. They were terrible walls, But were people, they? people buy them because they're awful.
0: <laughs> if that makes sense to anyone. That makes sense to me.
1: Uh, I can't wait to demo this terrible thing.
0: Well, now that I coerced Ryan into spending 60 bucks, let's get into this week's topic. Oh, my gosh. Uh, So this topic, we almost did it as another ad. Oh, shoot. What the heck, dude? My sister's calling me. I don't care. Neither do I. I'm not going to answer it. All right. Uh, This was posted by Ryan Burke on the Facebook group. He says, good news, guys. We don't need to spend money on all those stupid bulky guitar. Do you even English? Is that what I said? Yeah, all those stupid bulky guitar. It has been a long day for me. With all those confusing notes anymore, we're going to talk about the Curve. Really, what we're talking about is stupid guitar gimmicks. The Curve spelled
1: K-U-R-V. Yeah. World's first wearable guitar.
0: Guess what? (laughs) Guess what? The world's first wearable guitar was the world's the first world's first guitar. guitar.
1: <laughs> yeah, because you could put a you could just put a strap on it and wear it. This is this is a stupid, stupid, stupid device uh that is being sold to people via you know like internet marketing yeah there's a viral marketing okay he, is it a here, Kickstarter
0: here's the fr- crazy thing. So it's on Kickstarter you can pre-order it somebody somebody 348 people have pledged 54,146 British pounds how many pounds 54,146 how many people 340 that's not enough people I don't understand that's that's like a over a thousand pounds per person that's that's too heavy wait no that's over 100 pounds per person okay that makes more sense i'm not mathing right now
1: that is too much money still though
0: even then yeah i mean we're talking about basically pre-brexit we're talking about uh like i don't know a hundred thousand dollars that's too much money for this stupid thing did you watch the video for this? Oh, my God. I, I did, but it hurt my soul. It made my teeth hurt, Steve. It's really bad. Um, these were supposed to be actually delivered this month. Oh, my gosh. Um, September the 2016. Um, and for what it's worth... No, 198 people backed at the 120 pound level. which It must all be family members of this person. Who has 198 family members? Okay, well, they are are in
1: Europe, so maybe not. If they were in the South, then maybe. Oh, my
0: God. (laughs) One person pledged 625 pounds. That has got to be the founder. We're going to need some help here. I am going to make a call out. I hope this makes it on a future episode, maybe sometime in October. Guitar nerds, help us out. We don't understand British pounds. Help us figure out what's going on here. Go on Google, Mark Packham. Mark Packham, I'm calling to you. I'm reaching out. I'm reaching out across the internet. See, let's hold hands
1: and light these candles we have between us. We'll chant Mark Packham. Go Ready? on. Ready? Mark Mark Packham, Packham. Mark Mark Packham, Mark Packham. Packham.
0: Packham. He's appeared right here in between us, floating in the air. All right, if you Google (laughs) Curve Guitar, K-U-R-V Guitar, you will find what we're looking for. It is a terrible, terrible product. It is is basically a Wii remote that makes you pretend you're playing guitar. Yeah. So this is really to open a bigger topic for us, which is guitar gimmicks. I don't understand this thing. They're not so, even guitar gimmicks, they're non-guitar gimmicks. In this case, yeah, in this case, somebody said, hey, I've got an idea. Let's take a rock band controller. Let's turn it into like a Bluetooth device. Let's make a button thing that you smash. It's got eight buttons. That's all you really need. Well, they make a point in the video. They're like, eight buttons,
1: eight chords, eight notes in the scale. Like, yeah, if you've got an eight note scale, like there's some scales that have more than eight notes.
0: Mm, uh, what note scales? I don't know. What there's scales, scales have that have more than eight notes. Okay.
1: Trust me. Uh,
0: there's some- I only play the blues.
1: <laughs> B-L-O-O-Z-E. Hot licks. But it's... And they make a point in the video that, like, there are eight positions your fingers can go into on your palm. Right, right. And I look down at my palm, I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure there's infinite places I could put my fingers on my palm. Yeah. Like, it could, like, hold a guitar, you got six strings, and you can put your fingers in a, a... in different position for all of them, you've got... It's just in the first three frets, you've got 18 different positions. Exactly. It's you, So their math is completely wrong. I realize they're making a sales pitch. But they've got this thing you hold in one hand that's got eight buttons. Mm-hmm. So you you press a button per note or per, per chord that you want. You program what you want each button to do, yeah. basically. And then they have this other thing you hold in your other hand that is like... Uh, motion sensitive so it detects when you're strumming or plucking yeah and in the video it just looks like a disaster
0: and then there's this whole thing where it's like okay you're in the air guitar position and then you flick your wrist towards yourself and now you're up an octave right right so here's a question i've got 24 frets what if i want to go up two octaves right totally all right the, whole, the other thing is like it's like, gonna, it's is like be, you could you roll your wrist so you've got the flick your wrist motion to to jump an octave and then you've got a wrist roll if you want to switch between chords and lead oh my god but even if okay so so here i am i'm in first position i'm playing cowboy chords g c d cowboy chords cowboy chords. you said cowboy i said cowboy <laughs> okay I just might have not gotten all the words out. <laughs> You're talking like me right now, Steve. <laughs> so so I'm playing these. I'm playing open position. Then I'm like, oh, man, I got to drop that sick Brad Paisley lick. So I flick my wrist. Now I'm in lead guitar mode. Diddly, diddly, diddly. And now I got to go up extra high to the meatily, meedlys. So not only do I have to flick my wrist, now I got to, like, shove it. And now I'm like, meatily. So first I'm like, meatily, meatily. And then shut it. And then I'm like, diddly. Come on, guys. (laughs) I mean, I look at this thing like
1: this looks... It looks completely unresponsive. Like the way people are playing it and the the music that's coming out. Like, I'm not even sure that they're the ones playing the music shown in the video. Right. I think it's like proof of concept. Like, this is how it will work.
0: Well, like 90% of what they show in the video is rock band. Yeah. it's, It's, you know, oh, like literally... I mean, how many how many it's only like a three minute video how much time in that video is spent basically showing somebody playing either black back in black right or smoke Smoke on on the water water. yeah
1: right so so it's like there's a there's a part of the video where it's like showing you how quickly you can learn to use it And the guy, in the first clip, the guy's like, uh, oh, barely playing. He's like, oh, he's got this look on his face. Like, oh, like, guitar is hard. And it shows the timer. And it shows 46 minutes later, and he's playing Smoke on the Water. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure, like, my first day playing guitar, I got Smoke on the Water down, like, in 10 minutes. <laughs> it's just Use the time That you used Learning the stupid Gimmicky thing To play an actual guitar The
0: entire pitch <laughs> On this video is Do your fingers hurt no. When you try to learn guitar No and, Your fingers are supposed to hurt And so I, I get it But it's like Nope like some people oh commented because you posted this on the Facebook group some people commented like can you imagine showing up to a recording studio and be like guys I, I just I just wrote the next I just wrote the next Smells Like team Spirit here we are They're like alright alright um, you don't have a guitar dude like how are you gonna, no, over- I got something better than a guitar, guitar. Wait, well, I hold, got a hold curve on. hold on, we got this piano over here are you gonna play it on piano like are you the next Billy Joel are you the, are you the next Billy Joel
1: <laughs> oh, I love where this is going
0: I mean, it's just insane.
1: Um, it, it's literally... I, <laughs> How much is this thing supposed to be retail?
0: I think it's um, like 200 bucks.
1: That's too much. If you said anything more than $30, it's too much. Well, I mean, it, it is like
0: Bluetooth or whatever technology, so you're not going to get it There's four. someone
1: on the group who said that it would actually be fun as like a, a MIDI trigger. Yeah. Or like yeah. Other, for other things. And I could get that. I think it w- could be fun as a live stage, tool. Like, say you put this in the hands of a singer who wants to trigger some, like, funky MIDI stuff. So if you... Are- and they're say they're not holding it in an air guitar position. Say they're right. holding it, like, just they're using the ha- their hands however they want. I think that would be m- much better. All right.
0: So if you got in on this drive, oh I mean, gosh. it's over. Kickstarter's over. You already
1: got me to buy a wah.
0: Um... <laughs> You, if you pledge 120 pounds again, I'm not sure. I weigh much, a lot more than that. I'm not sure what that Mark is. Mark po-
1: Packham. Mark Packham. I'm Mark not sure Packham. what that is
0: post <laughs> post Brexit. Um, it's probably like 25 cents or something. <laughs> no, I I, I want to say it was probably around 200 dollars. Um. So since uh, since Brexit,
1: uh, is is. Oh my gosh, I can't even talk. Is Britain back to like King Arthur days? Are they back in castles? <laughs> you know, like the plague in the streets and stuff? Because it sounds like it's really bad.
0: It's not that bad. I just wanted, <laughs> I you know. Are I there, just...
1: Do they have wizards again?
0: <laughs> what's wrong with you? Right, okay. Secret
1: room seven is what's wrong with me. Right, we got to do right another now, episode
0: tonight. Right now, 120 British pounds is 100, $155. At, six, okay. at 61
1: cents so they're still you know they're still better than so us. like i said like if you're ready to at- go way to go britain you're still better than us or england I, I, re- I realize that you want to be called by different things depending on where you are in the country yeah if, and i don't know enough about your country to the, get it right the british
0: are all so northern ireland scotland right they're the Wales, whole thing they're the and whole thing england the english are only people who live in england
1: right I don't know what to how to
0: respond to that. So anyway, um, what are some other gimmicks? Um, the Triller, the tr- you really wanted to talk about. the I want to talk about the Triller because they done they
1: put a ton of money into like Facebook advertising.
0: Yeah, yeah, they, they definitely have. I I don't hate the Triller. I know it's really goofy, but at, I, maybe it's a bass player thing where I look at it as like, oh, the Triller is kind of like a way that you could take like slap bass and do it on guitar. And I realized really what the Triller is... Is a way you take the hammered dulcimer... Exactly. And do it on guitar. Yeah. Because, I mean, everybody wants to drop... Those sweet hammered dulcimer bombs. The problem with the
1: Triller... and Let's describe what the Triller is really quick. It is a product that this person had... Prototyped as a 3D printed object. Right. You It's kind of like a cross shape. You hold the cross part... Or like the top of a T... Mm-hmm. In between your fingers. Like resting between your fingers... And then you you hit your strings, like as if you would with like a drumstick or something like that. Yeah,
0: it's a fancy drumstick. But then it's got
1: a little piece that sticks out of the tip that will give you precision to only hit certain strings if you want. Sure. The, the main criticism of this uh, piece of plastic uh-huh. uh, that they are charging who knows how many like dollars
0: 30 for. 30
1: bucks. $30 is Com- that you could literally just use a stick. You could use a drumstick. You could make one of these yourselves out of like a painter's stick from Home Depot just by cutting it up. And it's like they're it's, you know, another Kickstarter video where they're like, oh, this is going to revolutionize guitar playing. This is a new way. This is the way the people are going to discover to advance their guitar playing and this and that. And it's like it's like. And oh, it, sorry. 1695. That's still too much. It should be. It should be. Six dollars at most on Amazon with free shipping.
0: Um, Hold on, Ryan. How much would you pay to splice the DNA of Tom Morello, Eddie Van Halen, no. and Frank Zappa into no. the picking hand of every guitar player? Is that their copy? Yeah. No. Inspired by the art of string striking and the quest for new sounds, because this is Trilla. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Oh my gosh. But it, and hold a, on, hold on. The triller works with other string instruments like bass, ukulele, mandolin. Anything with strings. Banjo. You'd use it on Lute. sitar, bazooki, dobro, Saz. I don't even know what a Saz is. And more. And more, Ryan? Uh, it, seventeen
1: dollars and you get and more. I mean, if for sixteen dollars or seventeen dollars, whatever, if you're curious about this, that's disposable money, I guess. You know, it's it's a few hours at your barista job or you know, like ten minutes at your lawyer job or, <laughs> or whatever. But I don't. It's just, like if you want this, you're probably already playing with sticks and other objects that you're experimenting with, and you're looking at this and going like. Yeah, I, this looks like it'll be a little bit more convenient. and it looks a little bit more professional on stage than the stupid stick that I homemade. But if you're curious about playing this way, seriously, just make something yourself and experiment with it. Like, sure, don't spend money
0: first. I don't know, seven dollars or seventeen dollars. I don't. I don't hate this nearly. I hate it way more than much you. as you do.
1: I hate it way more than you. I know There's, you're
0: like aggro on this, and yeah. I'm just like meh. You know whatevs
1: there's other there's have been other things that have come out in the past that we can talk about as far as useless guitar gimmicks remember that thing that there was a video going around of someone who made and that this has existed before but someone made one completely out of wood and did like a whole like etsy like type video on it like oh look at this crazy thing i built i'm so creative and i'm so like ingenious it's like this thing. What you, does it do? You wrap around your guitar neck, and it wraps around a few frets of your fretboard, and it basically turns your guitar into an auto harp. Oh, yeah. Where you like, yeah. there's like a bunch of buttons, and you press what chord you want, and it just automatically Well, that's frets. like
0: Chord Buddy. It automatically frets for you. Is it Chord Buddy? Is that the thing I'm
1: thinking of? This, people have made ones that are made out of plastic, and there was like a video of one that I was saying that like someone made out of wood. It's like, it's just like this, this you know, the, uh, the curve thing. For the amount of time that you're going to spend learning how to use this device, just spend the time learning the actual guitar. You have a guitar. Just learn the actual guitar. Yeah. And for $200, going back to the curve, for $200, you can buy a guitar to learn on. Yeah.
0: Chord Buddy and, and products similar to Chord Buddy make sense for a certain segment of the population. It, you know, who? the more People who only have one finger? Or like... People who have limited mobility.
1: Okay. Don't be ableist, Ryan. Okay. Okay. You've sold me on that, but that is such a niche.
0: Right. It's not for the general population.
1: If you're buying that to avoid your your poor hurting fingers while you're learning a guitar, you're not helping yourself. Sure. You're not helping yourself. Um, If you literally have one finger or you if you have like some kind of like tentacle arm where you can only press one thing at a time, like I get it. You yeah. don't have to you don't have to tell me that I'm an asshole. I, I know I it I already did. And I sort I of. support your efforts to use your uh your single digit appendage.
0: And I'm not making fun of you when I say that. I really do. Um what are what are some other gimmicks? Uh you know. Capos. <laughs> I'm joking, capos m- are fine. Music stands. <laughs> music
1: stands. Hey, um, if, I was going to say, you know, <laughs> if God intended you to use a microphone, he would have made your voice louder. <laughs> that's a pretty good. Uh, that's
0: pretty good. That's a pretty good burn, right? We have um, to drop
1: that on P-Dub sometime.
0: Um, You know, we've talked about things like the uh, groove tubes slash fender fat finger. Yeah. And and things like that. All the different um, snake oil little gimmick things and. Yeah, there are a lot of things out there that we hear, and in some cases are testable, but in most cases, they're like the whole thing with the curve is anytime something says, Oh, this is this instrument that's been around for 400 years, but we made a way to make it easier thanks to technology X. Right. Like, it's kind of just like you're not. No, like just sell it for what it is. Don't try to do a replacement. This should be a at most thirty
1: dollar toy that's sold at Save on's and like your local drugstore as I, like a gift for your, your kid because you if it was a if, deadbeat dad. If it
0: was a pure MIDI controller, I could see paying hundred and fifty dollars for it. Sure. Like but if, I if, Mo- be able to, if Moog made it. I want to be able to program that first position to make fart sounds.
1: <laughs> All I wanted to do is Eight buttons that all do different pitches of police whistle.
0: <laughs> sure, yeah, no, and, and 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 you stuff know, that, like that would actually be useful for a band. Yeah, it sounds like a joke, but imagine like if you had that set up and you've got a keyboard player. Yeah. So your keyboard player is like doing his keyboard thing, and then every once in a while he just flips one hand and pushes a button on that right. hand, like and I was something crazy for like a
1: singer. There and he go. can he can trigger various things with that. Yeah, like, you know, uh, say Corey Feldman. Exactly, like, just like Corey Feldman. All right, I didn't watch that video. I kept seeing it posted. Am <laughs> I, I miss? Am I missing I, out? I
0: watched it. Um, I don't think it was as bad as people made it out to be, but it definitely. It's, it's probably weird. it's
1: probably bad in the way that he's just a train wreck of a person, right? I
0: think it's bad in the way that like Frank Zappa was bad. I was thinking.
1: Frank Zappa band?
0: Like and, is this like inac-
1: the, inaccessible to most people?
0: Yeah. Okay. I there were definitely elements of the Corey Feldman thing where I was like, I don't understand what I'm watching. But there were in the back of my mind, I was like, I don't understand what I'm watching, but that might be the point. Right. I don't know. I don't know anything. I didn't watch it, like
1: I said. I saw um, the
0: album artwork and it looked horrific. No, I haven't seen it. Yeah. Um something that Without getting into any more detail than what I'm going to say right now, that I'm looking forward to testing is directional cables. Yeah, uh, unless it gets canceled, unless our order gets canceled, We're, I think it we ships. should be we should be getting some directional some ca- some guitar cables that are directional and we're looking at trying it with a few different like with bass acoustic guitar. Did you does you is did you test your acoustic guitar yet? I haven't yet. I know that it works, so I just need to restring it.
1: Okay, cool. So I'll do that before we get these things in it won't be next episode. It'll be episode after that. Potentially at the soonest. At the soonest.
0: Uh, we've got we've got about a month. It might to be try four episodes out, away. So uh, but anyway we're we're getting a guitar cable that is supposed to be directional. So we're gonna
1: with some pretty uh pretty Remarkable claims to it. I, you know, we've we've talked about snake oil things before. And we've talked about our feelings on guitar cables. I want to be objective on this, and I want to be open to the possibility that it is better. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not going to call it anything other than we're just going to try it and see what happens.
0: Yeah. At this point, I'm just looking at it as getting a high end guitar cable. Right. It, it, the
1: claims that are what I'm going to say is the claims that are attached to it. If they're true, then the difference should be perceivable to our naked ears. Yes. Because we've had discussions like with Daniel Hayek and other people in the past where it's like, you know, this cable sounds better, but only in a studio environment. You're not going to perceive it well, in and, person. And, and but the, the, like I said, the claims behind this cable, we should be able to detect it and, by and ear. Talked,
0: we've talked about this before. Like, um, you know, we were out at salvage once. And Daniel said, this is, you know, this is this monster cable I have. And this is an Intex cable that I have. Uh, And the Intex cable definitely sounds different than the monster cable. I didn't detect a difference. I did. You did? Yeah, there's definitely like a high end, like there's more high end with the Intex cable. Maybe my ears are shut. It's possible. Yeah. Playing in those loud rock and roll bands that you always do. I know, right? All that surfing rock. Um, What are some other can you think of any other I mean well
1: one I wrote down on my notes is you remember that that MIDI pad that you slap onto the face of an acoustic guitar and there was this there was a video another Kickstarter you can basically call these things Kickstarter products yeah that's fair It's a MIDI product Uh, it had a bunch of buttons and pads on it you put it on an acoustic guitar And you're able to trigger all kinds of, like, drums or whatever you have attached to those mini parameters. And there's this video of this guy laying out a beat with this thing. It's like a a huge pickguard that you put on an acoustic guitar and you slap it. Mm -hmm. Laying out a beat, laying out, like, basic keyboard parts and things like that. And then he plays, like, slap-style acoustic guitar over it and does this whole piece. And the thing... I think the product is fine, and I think there's people who play that way who get benefit out of it. But the thing that just drove me nuts is that every single person who saw it shared it on my Facebook wall. Like I'm ta- I'm not talking to, like other guitarists. I'm talking to like my mom, aunts, uncles, mm-hmm. siblings, you know, friends of the family. Anyone who knows that you play guitar, yeah, that's it. Steve just found the picture of it anyone who knows who you play guitar, but isn't a guitarist themselves and saw this video online is like, Oh, Oh, like my, my son or my grandson or my nephew needs to see this. Cause it's going to change the way he plays. <laughs> it just, I think I had that thing shared to me like a dozen times and each time it drove me a little bit more insane. You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I do know what you mean. And I think it's fine, but it's definitely not anything I'm going to play with. If, I was in a band that needed that sort of thing. I'd want to have an electric version, I suppose, to trigger various things. But then there's better ways of doing that. I don't know. And then like it's the form of it is so specific; like it has to fit on a certain type of acoustic guitar, right? Or it has to fit on a certain type of electric guitar. I'm assuming they've made like a Strat pickguard version or something like that. Like I don't have a lot of guitars that's going to work with. You know, Mm -hmm. if it was more open-ended like this could work with anything that would be a lot more attractive to me but i just got sick of having
0: it yeah. shared to me
1: can you think of any other gimmick things
0: i'm sure there's a ton well um, uh, would you consider the ebo a gimmick no because people actually use that and but here's the thing so you say the ebo is not a gimmick here's why it's not a gimmick because it was never kick-started. oh my gosh uh, I mean, I guess I can't argue against that. What about <laughs> what about uh, turning Grolch uh, bottle seals into guitar straps? That's not a gimmick. Guitar That's just a thing that people actually washers. do. Like a gimmick is, what is a gimmick? Let's define
1: a gimmick right now. I'm going to say that a gimmick is something not necessary, Okay. but attention grabbing. Mm.
0: What do you say it is? I mean, so was Link Ray slicing his guitar speakers in the 1960s a gimmick? It was necessary for his sound. But he could have just played those songs without distortion.
1: Oh my gosh, Steve. I'm too deep in the seagrams to to argue with you right now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying. Uh, You know... Bands have, we'll call it a product gimmick. If he had sold slashed speakers, then that would have been a gimmick as far as this discussion goes. Like a band can have a gimmick. My band wears dinosaur skull masks. That's a gimmick. But we're not selling that. You know, we're talking about products that are being sold. Like the fat fat finger is a gimmick. You know, the, (laughs) the curve is a gimmick. The triller is a You know, gimmick. I'm
0: sure years ago people thought lo- like locking tuners were a gimmick. People
1: thought electric guitars were a gimmick. Floyd
0: Rose gimmick.
1: Yeah. I mean, it what separates a gimmick from a, a legitimate product is how much it actually gets used. Triller's been around long enough. I have not seen one person use a triller in public yet. You know? I Maybe haven't you're seen just anyone to the wrong concerts. Probably. I haven't been going to all those triller concerts. Uh, I haven't seen anyone use a guitar cord fretter or whatever it's called, the product live, or in any kind of playing situation. I've only seen that in videos. Like a gimmick is like, you know, a kitchen gadget. These things that are sold to you like, oh, the Salsa Master 10,000, this will make salsa a thousand times better than your food processor or the knife that you have. You know, single-use, single-function, you know, disposable stuff that will expire when the technology expires. Like, the the, the curve is going to expire when technology no longer supports it. That's true, but the triller will not. The triller will be forever. People will be gifting their trillers to their great-grandchildren for thousands of years. Thousands. It'll be like... You know the way we uh, talk about Stradivarius violins now. People will be handing down their original trillers, saying this is how they used to be made when trillers were made correctly. You'll see them used in orchestra situations. Situations. Oh my gosh! Thanks a lot, Seagram Seven. Uh, I think I feel like we should wrap this up and uh, and move on to the next episode, Steve. What do you
0: think? It's probably for the best. I thought I had a bunch of gimmicks lined up. But really, the most gimmicky thing that I ever think of in um, guitar music is people playing guitar with viola bowls or bows or cello bows. Yeah, yeah. And it's not really a gimmick per se, but I it's something that like, I always... I don't think it's funny. Actually, I've always wanted to do it.
1: I'd love to try it, uh, but it's like guitar is not especially well outfitted to be played with a bow. Yeah, because you need, you really need like an
0: arched uh, yeah, top. Uh, like a or a carved top, like a Les Paul, yeah, uh, oh, is helpful.
1: You know what gimmick I saw recently that I thought it was dumb, and mm-hmm. then our very own Co Schneider uh, changed my mind. If it could be advanced, okay, a certain application, someone posted a video of someone playing guitar with a guitar pick, where every time you strum with the guitar pick or pluck with pluck with the guitar pick, mm-hmm. it has a LED light in it and it lights up. And I was like, "That's stupid." And the the demo video shows the person playing in pitch black, so there's no way you're gonna see this light on a regular stage or a regular playing situation. There's just no way. But then Co suggested, "What if you could use this pick to trigger some kind of stage light? Something mounted within your amp or something mounted on mm-hmm. the stage to control." A much brighter, much more pronounced light to go along with your playing. If they made that, you know I would be into it.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. You I
1: know, know I about. would do that as a stage gimmick. A hundred percent. Even if I was a like, even if I had problems with the pick being uncomfortable or difficult to use, I would get over it just to have that as a stage gimmick. Because that's like my speed. So that's another gimmick. I yeah, remember. I
0: remember seeing that. And I actually remember when I had the um, acoustic B3 uh-huh. pedal or amp, always thinking like, man, I should like disconnect the LED and hook it up to our drum trigger. Or oh, because it LED. had it had that sensing it LED. It had that, uh, but it had like, it, it wasn't sensing. It was it's kind of like the Hughes and Kettner thing where it had the light up right. um, face plate. And I, I, remember always thinking like it would be cool to have that thing flashing, or at least, or even better than kick drum, have it flashing somehow to the bass. Oh, uh, of course, yeah. the issue being that I don't play bass with a pick for the most part. It was still since your dynamics. I don't know.
1: Let's uh, let's close this out. Let's thank our sponsor again. Thanks a ton, Stringjoy. I'm really looking forward to trying out these strings, this custom set of electric strings that they put together for uh, my Hallmark swept wing, which is a very funky guitar. Uh, if you haven't played a Hallmark or a Mosrite style guitar, it is a unique thing and it requires some special attention. And I really love that guitar, but I have had string issues in the past. I'm hoping that these, the set of strings uh, addresses those issues and remedies the situation of String breakage on my higher strings. And also, I'm looking forward to trying this you know, kind of more balanced concept that he has. It's definitely a much different set than your standard kind of string set.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to trying mine out as well. Uh, it's going to be... Um, I think it's going to be cool. I haven't changed strings on my bass in a while, so it'll definitely be good. At, at least have a fresh set. Yeah. Um, but I, I think they are going to be like a unique set to try out. Yeah, so you want to talk about the song now? Yeah, this week's song was sent to us by Chad King. He is in a band called Low Beggar, L-O Beggar. This song is called Metal Boy. I thought it sounded really cool. Somebody just came to Ryan's door. That's why you heard that doorbell. Um, so enjoy this song by Low Beggar. Again, it's called Metal Boy. Cool? Cool. Mm-hmm. I'm the perfect specimen To show off imperfections Yeah, you've got some bar But I'm not paying much attention I've been known to fall in love Every two weeks If I could only catch up on About five lost years of sleep But sleep won't come If you want to bicker Don't want-